Welcome to Southpaws, episode 539, Attack of the Carbs. Oh, we had Whataburger for lunch, and now we're like, oh, we need a nap. We are old. Ooh. I was hoping that that would increase in blood sugar would wake me up, but it's like, it's been a very chill kind of day, because I'm off work today, and like, we got a lot of for planet shit done this weekend, and like, I did do some more for planet shit this morning. But now I'm just ready for a nap. (laughs) Yeah, today has been very long on my end already. Mm. My dad had an unexpected doctor's appointment this morning. And I say unexpected because it was a... It wasn't on this calendar. Yeah. Like, between both my parents, they have so many doctor's visits that we have to have a family calendar. But this one wasn't on the list, so we didn't know what it was. So this morning I woke up early, was on the fucking ball, I made my dad breakfast off the gate, Mm. I showered, I walked the dog, he had food, fantastic. Get on the road, get there with ten minutes to spare. Like, get there, and they're like, alright, well, you're here for a PET scan today, and those have to be fasted for. And I'd made him breakfast because I was on the ball today. Quick, suck all the fucking food out, get the stomach pump. Well, it had been too long. Because basically the way PET scans work is they scan the body for unusual metabolic activity. Yeah. So they basically, where is the body using more sugar than it should? Mm. Except if you've eaten breakfast, your body, your entire abdomen is going to be full of this glow because your body's breaking down the complex carbohydrates from breakfast into sugars. So it would be completely useless as a scan. Right. So it was just... I was on the ball and did what would normally be the right thing, mm-hmm. but because we had missed writing down a fucking doctor's appointment for, I basically did an unforced error, and now that scan got pushed back to like the time when I'm at Anthrocon. Yeah. So, whoops. <laughs> I felt really bad about that, and also really, really annoyed because I had to be up pretty early to do that today. Shit. <laughs> uh, it, it's been a busy couple days, actually. Yeah. Like yesterday was Father's Day. We went to the Fort Worth Zoo. Got to see all the critters. Actually, very exciting. The uh, we re-upped our membership again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the new section that's going to have lions, tigers, African wild dogs, hyenas, zebras, leopards are is coming out and be in like the twenty first mm-hmm. of June. So like it's coming up, and there will be like I'll get to go take so many more pictures. Yay! Yeah, well, which one type of wolf was it? The it looked like there was some kind of canid. Uh, they have coyotes. Like, there's a coyote. There. They have a red wolf in an enclosure, mm-hmm. but they're never visible because they're they're right. nocturnal. There's like there's humans, so they're never out during the day. They're yeah. like, we've got a red wolf. He's they're in there. We promised. You just never see it. <laughs> the otters weren't out either. Like a bunch of the critters were back in their enclosures where it's air conditioned like, fuck you it's 100 degrees out it, here. it literally was like it was way too fucking hot to have gone out and done that yesterday but we did it yeah you know i had sunscreen and i had stuff and dad had a really good day so that was what's what matters i had a good father's day for what it's worth but hey i'm i'm don't have to go out to fort worth until after anthrocon so that means i can focus on doing shit like finishing up my current audiobook project the, I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah, I don't know either, Siri. Um, but I'm like two-thirds away through Love Match 2, so that's exciting. I'm back on my bullshit. I've got my spoons, and I'm utilizing them, bitches. Yeah, Tennis Boogaloo. Tennis Boogaloo. Like, I, I have to say, it is really nice to have a direct connection to talk to Kyle. Yeah. So I can just be like, hey, I just finished this chapter, and I linked them the gif of the exploding fireworks factory from Naked Gun. <laughs> yeah, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here, move along. These two very normal teenagers had just bad first-time sex and had a stupid fight because they're teenagers and they're buttheads. Mm-hmm. He writes very effective, annoying shithead teenager characters. I, I told him the same thing the first time I read Green Fairy. Yeah. I was like, wow, I like Saul, but I also want to, like, smack him. Yeah, like... <laughs> The, the way that the characters bounce off each other, like, hey, I remember being a shithead teenager. This is the stuff that I would do. Oh, you accidentally said something harmful. Oh, you're going to double down. Oh, you're going to be jealous because your boyfriend is better at tennis than you. 
Like, this is very standard teenager behavior. And mm. I'm reading it and going, like, boy, I remember being a shithead teenager like this. But also, I'm going to grab both of you and just shake. <laughs> uh, you know, cheat it in one hand, jackal on the other, and just, like, bonk them against each other a few times. This is why we're not parents. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But the I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, look forward to Love Match 2 coming about an audiobook sometime this year. <laughs> Same as with titles. And then after that, I'm working on Love Match 3, and then a tie game and then after that maybe i need to like bully some of your authors into like hey let me do an audiobook version of your story i like it <laughs> the porn associated with it is really good <laughs> never record your book you cuck <laughs> it's like look man the the porn that came out from this like this artist did a really good job and i want to like read the story where these characters actually bone <laughs> instead of just seeing the art come on man and it's like your agent is like you know we really need to talk about your approach <laughs> no that's the thing i'm just a i'm a freelance pervert for hire you've got some smut i've got some words <laughs> we're doing the reverse wishbone out here i'm the one reading the story to dogs yeah because adam's always hanging out in the closet while i'm recording he's like mm-hmm. oh you're in here i'm gonna be in here too yeah. He falls asleep on his little pillow. That's so cute. Yeah. But yeah, like, I've had a productive week, and despite today being a bit of a whiff, you messaged me on the way back, and we're like, hey, let's record since we didn't on Friday. And I'm like, I'm off today, and it's like the middle of the afternoon. Let's get this shit done early, because, like, I have to go into the office tomorrow, so. Yeah. <sighs> like, Panther goes sick all evening. He had, I had a sick cat at home, and I had to do all the shit for work today, so I had to make sure I checked on him. Checked on him. Yeah. But he's like, I yet live. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm just, I'm going to watch some stuff and hang out on the couch. I'm like, all right, you do that. I still function. I mean, poor man was up, like, actually managed to wake me up a couple times last night. Shifting enough to make Adam wake up to make me wake up. And I'm like, oh, what? Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Flop back over. I'm sorry. The way you always talk about them as your cat and your dog. Yeah. I'm just imagining you waking up and Panthers hovering over you going <laughs> like the cat vomiting thing. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, they, they both they, they were quickly trying to pick him up and move him over a trash can or something. It's like, no, no, go on the linoleum, on the linoleum. I can clean that easier. I mean, that is kind of how it is. We refer to HX's dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I say it from a place of love, because, like, I had to make sure that he was okay, and then, like, also that Adam had gotten his afternoon food, so it's like, come home, take care of my critters. <laughs> One day I'm gonna just lay down on the floor behind Ajax's desk so he could be like, you're lying down in the breakfast nook. Is this acceptable wolf-like behavior? Yes, <laughs> very much so. <sighs> so as you can tell, we're furry trash. Um, yep. I mentioned this on the Fur Planet Twitter. The this is a time of year where Fur Planet has its room runneth over. Yeah, <laughs> it has overflowed the boundaries of the the room that we have dedicated to the company, and there are now uh, folding tables set up. Various parts of the house with boxes full of uh, sorted comics and books that are uh, ready to be inventoried and then packed into our van. And, um, you know, we've always jokingly said there's no such thing as too many books, but it's all a matter of perspective. And when you have a a van (coughs) and a finite amount of space at the back of it, and it is not bigger on the inside, you realize big part of what Tyrion was doing yesterday was like, oh, fuck, I have to get this down to X number of brown book boxes and Y number of white comic and magazine boxes. Yeah. And then realizing that, oh, yeah, I need to cut back a lot on our inventory because, like, there's so much we can fit yeah. in the single vehicle. And Ajax and I are joking, like, well, we've got first van, but what about second van? Do we need to buy second van? <laughs> uh, then we're back to doing caravans again. Yep, a pair of vans. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, hey, you could get a whole bunch of books up to Anthrocon that I way. I literally not buying another full-size fucking minivan. <laughs> but what if you bought a macro van? Oh. Ooh. You know, just get a fucking church bus. One of the, <laughs> Take you know, out all the seats? And just... Well, no, it's like kind of, you know, the... The ones where it was like a... Yeah, you take out all the seats and you have this massive long space and, you know. Yeah. No, don't actually do that. Those things are terrible. <laughs> you imagine driving that onto the the floor at the Anthrocon <sighs> Convention Center. You open a door and the little stop sign flips out on one side. It's like... <laughs> All the kids, and by kids I mean furry porn, has to unload. Instead of a stop, it's just a woe. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have to customize that shit. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's it's that time of year. Actually, Anthrocon is distressingly close. Because, I mean, it's June 19th, it's Juneteenth, but, like, I fly out on the 26th or 27th, one of the two, I need to double check, but, like... it's, It's Wednesday. It's real soon. Yeah, so Wednesday before the con, so it'd be the 27th, I think. Yeah, like, it's soon. It's freaky soon. Yep. Like, so many things are freaky soon. My birthday's coming up here very quickly, and oh mm. my god. Like, feel free to bring me, like, congratulations, you're over the hill shit from, like, Spencer's, I guess. <laughs> Here are some black roses. Black roses. or Specially baked black cookies. One of those little, like, canes that has the honk horn and the rearview mirror that they sell at Spencer's. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Mm. Yeah, depart on the 28th, Wednesday. 10.40 a.m. Get to be there early. And then it... Mm. But I don't get there because fucking flying southwest. I'm not going to be there until, like, 5 p.m. Then you I also have to lose get... an hour because you're going to the East Coast. Yeah, but then I have to, like, get from the airport to the hotel, so right. that's an extra step. That'll be exciting. Um, I can't... I, I'm sure I've done that before, but I can't remember because the vast majority of the times I've been to Anthrocon, I've driven. Well, like, I think I'm sure there's Super Shuttle. Worst case, I can get a fucking Uber or something. Uber. But it's just one of those, oh, God, I haven't done it like this in such a long time. Yeah. Like, practically every convention that I've been to for the past decade plus has been to been driving. Yeah. Like, yeah. all my recent Anthrocons I drove to, all the FWAs, all the Anthro Expos, FC that we went to earlier this year. Mm-hmm. We drove. I haven't flown since, like... Yeah. Pabscon 2016. And you consider, like, I'm talking about the limited space in the van, and it's like, there's another passenger in there. It's a person and their luggage. And currently, Tier fills up the wheel well of the passenger seat with more boxes. Yeah. So, you I mean, know, it's, it's a one-person vehicle. <laughs> that's how it was with my car. Like, yeah. we had books in the footwell of the passenger side, and then my luggage sitting, sitting on top. Sitting on the chair. Right? Like, Obviously. I only had a little bit of space from, like, I had basically the seat to the window, because I had to see out the window. Yeah. And that was it yep. that I could take, that was personally. <laughs> but it was also because it was, like, a week-long trip, I had to bring one of my larger bags. Yeah. Because it was two days out, two days back, on top of the con. Yeah. So it was like... It's a, a full week. Yeah, it was a full week. I mean, it was always really interesting to do that, but I would not necessarily want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Not in my car, my current, in its current state. It's kind of... Piece yeah, of shit. like my Camry, I would don't think I would trust for that length of a drive. Yeah. It's 18, and it sounds mostly okay, but I'm also kind of like... That's like... 1,300 miles one way. <laughs> yeah. It's like 1,272 miles, I think. Because yeah. I measured it. And that's... It's still shorter than going to FC. FC was like 1,600 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it's it's a bit of a drive. It's a little bit less scenic than going west is. Like, you end up in the cornfields of Ohio. And mm-hmm. you understand, you know, the, you get hell, to see is the hell is real sign. Yeah. yeah. And it's then like, just the sheer depression of crossing from Ohio into West Virginia. And, like, the first thing you see is on the other side of the Ohio River, you see all these warehouses with their windows smashed yeah. out. You go down this big, massive fucking slope into Wheeling. 
And it's just, welcome to the Depression Zone. Mm, Fallout 76, IRL. (laughs) And that's all I've ever seen in West Virginia. Now, I did drive an alternate route one year Mm -hmm. that was very windy through West Virginia. Would have been very, very cool to drive if I didn't have half a ton of books in my car. Yeah, Um, yeah. Cars handle very differently with that kind of load in them. West Virginia, very pretty, very mountainous. But not great if you have a bunch of cargo. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to going to a con, having something to do, which is to say, selling books, but also being relatively free. Like, I, for one, am going to make certain that I actually go check out the game room that they have at Anthrocon. Mm-hmm. I've attended that con probably seven, eight times, and I've never actually been to their game room. So the thing is, like, we have a lot of tables, and we have a lot of books to sell on a table, but there's also going to be a staff of eight people yeah. this year. So, like, you guys will have a lot of time to, like, swap out, take shifts. And be like, such. I'm going to go to a panel. Holy shit, what is this? Yeah. I'm going to go, you know, get up to stuff. Uh, so you guys should plan all that. Yeah, I need to look at the schedule, because I haven't. Normally, when I'm at a con, I'm like, I'm behind a table, or I'm staffing. So yeah. I don't attend, per se, because in the after hours, we're going and having dinner with artists and writers that we work with mm-hmm. and, you know, missing things. And then we go to bed at like 10 because we're old and have to be up early. So, you know. Wow, furry con lifestyle. Yep. Living that, that vendor life, baby. Yeah. It's a good time, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I have fun doing it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it this late, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... It's like, oh, God, I've been a furry for, I was 13, so that's 27, yeah, 27 years at this point. Like like two-thirds of your life. Yeah, at this point. Don't really see a reason to stop anytime soon. No. But, yeah, like, if I didn't enjoy doing it, I wouldn't be doing it, just so you know. Um, Never stop, yeah, thing. Same with, like, the audiobook stuff. Like, if I didn't have fun doing it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be fucking 60 and, you know, sneaking r- recordings on data chips that I stole from our evil Tesla overlords onto the dark <laughs> web so people can hear fucking re-recordings of insert short story here, mm-hmm. you know, some, like, Dirt Coyote Vor fic. You know, I, I'm, he writes Vor, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not super... Anyways, it doesn't matter. But, you know, it's like, I'll be in there. I'll have fashioned a microphone like they built the fucking zoom uh, magnifier in the silo. And, uh, yes. <laughs> you know. You, you'll have a Microsoft Zoom because this is what all the kids are listening to music on now. Yep. And that'll be the 300 songs. Oh, my God. And then, like, there's the secret tattoos that everybody gets to the Zoom logo. <laughs> We're the Zune Keepers. The Zune Keepers. <laughs> fucking, like... Silo is a really good show, though. Like It is, yeah. Like, we've been enjoying we're, it. We're reaching the climax of the first season, and... Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like ten episodes. Yeah. Where are we now? Seven or eight? Yeah, I think eight just aired, and, like, okay. the last two episodes lead into, like, the second book. Okay. So, like, we're coming up on the end of the first set of books i think Mm -hmm. that kind of broaden the world out a bit but like i think it already got a second season and it's got a lot of positive buzz so it probably will and apple tends to stick to their positive shows like severance Uh, has got a second season yeah um foundation two Mm -hmm. is coming out uh so like they're sci-fi ass shows they're they're coming also strange new worlds is back hi dog Hey guys, Welcome. did you know that in terms of male, human, and female Pokemon reading, Vaporeon is the most compatible Pokemon for humans? Yes. He's yes. the wettest we, ass pussy there is. We, we do that. Hi dog, how's it going? Good, I'm off to go shopping. Have fun. <laughs> shopping for Vaporeons? <laughs> gotta get that, gotta keep the, get the lube to keep that pussy wet. Get that wet ass. Okay, so but like, have you seen the new Strange New Worlds yet? Yes. All right, exactly. yeah, yeah. That was that was a great first episode of the season. That was a good. Start, yes. I would like to go fast, please. <laughs> uh, I, I do like that they were like, "Hey, what are the Klingons going to fucking look like?" And they kind of 
did them halfway between TNG and original. Yeah, and like they also um, I watched behind uh, one of those uh, it was like Trek Culture or something, one of the YouTube shows that breaks down everything, and they noticed that there's like a Discovery style Klingon in the background, so they think what the what the showrunners are trying to do is sort of put it out there that like. How like sometimes sometimes Romulans have head bridges and sometimes they don't. It's yeah. like and they apparently it's established that some of them are from the north and some are from the south. That that maybe they're trying to establish that oh so some Klingons are kind of grayish looking and have this other weird facial structure like a Discovery and then there's the ones that we've seen throughout TNG Deep Space Nine and all that. Well, and like the. The first Klingon woman that you saw in the episode, she had the head ridges, but not, like, super pronounced. Yeah, she looked a lot like Worf's ex, they yeah. pointed out, the way that she was designed. Um, and then the ship design that they were building looked like an NX-01 Enterprise it, class. It did a little bit, but then they said it was a cross-field class, and a cross-field class is what Discovery is. And I'm like, it didn't look anything like Discovery. But then people have been trying to, like, sort of make sense of that. And they're like, well, maybe they they had to adjust the way the class looked for the Discovery and its sister ship, the Glen, because of the spore drive and how it worked. And that's yeah. why, like, the missiles were different and shit Or like it that. could just be that, like, they'd clutched together a ship left over from parts yeah, from the like, yeah. Klingon War that they just directly talked about and they um, uh which is how they actually make uh a lot of the, the ship model designs is they they come up with this kit bashing oh yeah where they, where they just get like a bunch of fucking star trek model kits and just like all right that looks cool i mean yeah. that's what they did in tng or uh next generation yeah and then uh, yeah ds9 this is like hey we need to have like a shitload of star trek ships in this scene all right go to the store buy all the ships and we're just gonna slap them things together yep. <laughs> uh but yeah i'm really excited to see that come back because that's something that we both really enjoy it's a really, yeah it's a really good star trek show it, looking forward to the episode that'll be a crossover with lower decks yeah where you have uh, and mariner <laughs> and her customs uh, starfleet uniform <laughs> like she has the the sleeves rolled up yeah and, and, and they're like they literally yeah. had to tailor it that way because like otherwise they wouldn't because they're so closely tailored yes yeah um <laughs> just it really is like the best trek on tv right now and there's a lot of trek right now right yeah so like it's original stories based upon the original series but like you have interpretations of the character mm. like you know, Mbenga and Benga and uh, Chapel had some cool ass scenes yeah, where they do like yeah. space meth. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, it basically. You got that on you? Always. Fucking hypo spray up and start throwing hands at Klingons. <laughs> space meth. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. It's not inaccurate. You know, recreational drug synthesization when you have access to the Enterprise's labs. Right. It's like, yeah. I can make it do anything. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's canon in Star Trek that you can do, like, all these versions of, like, non-lethal versions of various drugs as long as you're not on duty while doing them. Yeah. And, like, like, like have, even the alcohol, the hall. Yeah. You can be drunk if you want to, and then you can, like, shake it off if there's, like, something in emergency or something like that. They can fix your shit. It's great. Which makes sense, because if you're, like, the tactical officer, and you're off-duty, but the guy at the bridge at that moment gets, like, blown up by one of the Enterprise's many exploding consoles. Oh, no! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the reactive console went off! Shit, we need... Looks Red like alert! Shields up! Exploding consoles activated! <laughs> Looks like we're gonna need another tacky! <laughs> Star Trek, it's great. It's good shit. So, uh, I want to turn back to some furry shit okay. that I saw today. There's furry that, shit. That you all probably furry didn't shit. see because it was on Twitter, but someone posted this photograph of the logo of the United States Army Mission Support Battalion, the Workhorse Battalion. And look at this fucky boy. 
That sure is a furry horse. Yes. So what it turns out is that the uh, the original piece was posted on Fur Affinity. Nice. And it turns out that the U.S. Army asked him for permission to use it. Nice. And and he said yes. Uh, So it's posted by an artist named Jay Shell. Uh-huh. What's um, the year on it? Well, he just uploaded it in May, but it was originally posted in Volume 2 of the American Journal of Anthropomorphics from August of 1994. Wow. It's like... That's wild. It's like a deep cut furry art. Yeah, that's like going back, all right, man, hey, I found some copies of Omaha the Cat Dancer. We're going to get, like, all right, we're going to put this cat on the side of our... B twelve, B fifty two, or whatever. Yep, or B two. It was just kind of funny that, that that turned out that way. It was like someone had just noticed that, like, hey, someone knew what kind of character they were drawing, and the army is using this in a, in a battalion. They're image. a workhorse battalion. Hey, let's <laughs> go to Google. Workhorse. Boring, 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 boring. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Find me the person who drew that and let me commission them. <laughs> Can you draw my fursona doing workhorse shit? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Now draw our battalion mascot hauling some heavy boxes and he's covered in sweat. And his bulge is really visible <laughs> under his loincloth. Hoorah. <laughs> Sergeant, this this work order request is really specific. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like other businesses like that. It's, like, it's always cool when you discover like just a random-ass business that has like a sexy rabbit or something as a mascot. And you're kind of like, are they furries? Is it just a coincidence? But it turns out, in a not a coincidence, there is an independent brewery up in the Portland area yeah. that was started by a couple of furries and like... That I don't think they don't have a brick and mortar yet, but they're funny enough. They're um, they're being their uh, their brews are being sold at another like furry themed restaurant called the the Volpine Tap Room, which yeah. has a fox logo, of course, um, and a couple of other places up there. But they're looking to get uh, like a like a brick like their own brick and mortar, where to, which would be a brewery, and like and also you know nice. somewhere where you can go and drink. And, like, they have some really cool, like, uh, bottle designs. Like, I've, sorry, I've totally forgotten the name of them now, but I'm sure you just Google, like, Portland Furry Brewery or something like that. But Probably. I just happened to see them on Twitter one day, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. There was another one, I think, like, a bakery place that was also furry-themed. And it's just, like, if I type that in, it's like, hey, here's the URL for it, and it's lfpvulpine.com trying to pull this shit up and it's like are you 21 yeah like they have a a, kind of a fox staring into space like Mm -hmm. on the landing page they have glassware growlers coasters mugs and shirts available soon but yeah they they totally have some very it's very furry it's in uh lake forest park washington okay so the name of the brewery i was talking about is called slightly furry Oh, and they're at slightly, slightly furry. furry. They're at slightly furry on Twitter. Proudly furry owned. Uh, this is their their Twitter logo. It's a bunny. Yeah. It's a, but it's like a bunny cat thing. Yeah, yeah. And of course, there's their first their fursuit heads are the logo or, or in mm-hmm. as like, hey, this is the owner of the company fursuit. Yep. What makes us different? We don't do subtle here. We're queer owned. Yep. You can... They're queer. They're furry. But yeah, you'll see they're at Republic of Cider, Volpine Tap Room. They're based out of Seattle. That's cool, though. Seattle. Okay, yeah. I, you know what's funny was that I googled Portland and it brought up Seattle anyway because you're like, okay, look. You, you, you look, we, they're really the same thing. We, they're, they're the not. same thing. We know what you mean. But like, if you go to like their, um, their go to the beverages link. And you'll see, like, uh, some of the cover art. Oh, yeah, the ginger cider with Hena Blood's, like, leggy... Uh, yeah, it's a main wolf. There's um, Witch's Tree, Sarah Titer has a deer on it. This is really cool. I mean, that's the only two that they list right now, but that's 
Again, that's cool, man. Talking about furry businesses, we have, you know, artists and fursuit makers and all sorts of stuff. Like, why not have breweries? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, like, I remember seeing someone bitching years ago, like, there doesn't have to be a furry everything. Why would we have, like, a furry bank or something like that? And I'm like, well, we wouldn't necessarily. Why not? <laughs> why not have a furry free play arcade? Like, yeah, you know, a couple of furries want to own a business and they want to style it with an art style and, like, oh, it's. Sort of like, oh, geez, we don't know any artists to get a logo drawn for our company. It's like, that's not a problem when you're a furry. You know, like, a million fucking people that you can commission, you know? Yeah. This is why, like, uh, we have a wine company. It's got a logo by Blotch. I mean, that just reminds that old, uh, I think it was Casey. It's the vixen with a bottle of wine and her muzzle tipped straight up. Uh-huh. That like I think was probably used at some point for a wine bottle logo type of thing. Uh, you know? Nice. Uh, yeah, like just a furry business like that. That's cool. A furry on tap room, furry on that. Like yeah, sure. We're we're not just a bunch of like kids anymore. We're all getting mm-hmm. older, so of course some of us are gonna have businesses and shit like that. I'd like to love to be able to do something like that. Man. Yeah, the, 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 the for planet reading room and you know. <laughs> Argyle box, you know, Argyle fox box, you know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. You can just have your books out and people can flip through them and buy copies of some of them. And the adult stuff's kept behind the counter. <laughs> it's like, oh, whoa, are you over 18? Do you want to see the otters? We've got the otters. <laughs> that would be cool, but it's a lot more time and effort than any of us have right now. I'm sure. Oh, it's totally a, I, I wouldn't have a day job. If I was going to run, like, a brick-and-mortar store of yeah. some kind, either, you know, even if it was, like, a tap room or a bookstore or a pizza parlor or whatever, you know. Yeah, Fox Pizza, and except it's owned by furries this time. Yeah, that's right. And the logo's a lot hotter. Yeah. <laughs> like you want to bang our mascot. You want to get their 11-inch hot sausage. <laughs> yeah. We have, like, a special membership tier just for that. <laughs> you know, you get the the super fast Red Rocket delivery. YTH, you're topping here. God. So, yeah, furry business, furry own businesses. Yeah, why not? Like, I'm just like, how, how far can we take this? And I'm just drawing a blank right now because I'm tired. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, this episode, we're both pretty tired. So it's kind of like, eh, you know, I'll yeah. edit it. Like, it's not a bad tired, it's just, like, I need a nap. Yeah, I definitely need a nap. Because, like I said, I didn't sleep that much last night. I will probably take a devil's nap when we're done. Yeah. So, actually, speaking of devils, uh, mm. the podcast you're wrong about. Yes. They brought up recently, there's an episode titled Lesbian Seagulls. Yep. Um, that I think everyone should give a listen to. It's about gay animals. Yep. And, and about how and when and how long like research into the fact that yo animals aren't straight mm-hmm. duh was suppressed yeah yeah like up into the 70s something. and it a book on it biological exuberance only got posted in like or posted to be published in 1998 and it was like mm-hmm. oh my god how dare this guy compile all these instances of where observations were suppressed mm-hmm. because Yo, these animals are kind of gay, and because it went against the you know moral norms of animals aren't gay. Being gay is against nature. These rams are just fucking and sucking all over the place. Yep. You know these lesbian seagulls. They sure are lesbians. These bonobos sure are giving blowjobs to everybody they meet so that they can not fight over honey. Can you imagine how toxic masculinity would just go the fuck away if whenever you were in like. A heat. A bunch of guys were in like a heated discussion, and it was like, "Hey, I have a suggestion. We should all suck each other off to relieve tension." Oh yeah, that would work. You know, instead <laughs> of a street brawl, just because... good idea, Joe. <laughs> all right, man. We two, one. It's fucking drop trout altogether <laughs> and just go at it. Instead of a street brawl, it's just a big old cocksucking orgy. <laughs> the streets suck. But it was just one of those, like, oh, it's an episode on a topic that kind of comes into our neck of the woods, but, like, the whole mm. being gay is against nature when there's all these instances thereof of people mm. being like, no, no, these these bitches gay. Yeah. Um, like, 
conservatives that are fucking moving goalpost shit. I remember having this discussion years ago where somebody tried to pull that being gay isn't natural and I linked all this shit like there's all these gay animals and then the person's response was well, we're not animals though we're above that you know it's like no we're not <laughs> it's like, I mean then well, you have the people that are like oh gay, gay animals don't make sense because they don't have sex for pleasure that's why they don't have clarises and it's like what that's that's not true at all <laughs> Because there was recent studies, like, ah, oh, it turns out the snakes have two clitorises, and, oh. like, dolphins, like, here's this, that. The clitorati. Yeah. Well, it literally is, like, mm-hmm. the science was not being done because it was being done by men. Of course, they didn't look for And the they're, they're like, I can't find the clitoris on a human woman, why would I look for him in a dolphin? <laughs> you know, it's like, just, it is the most absolute dumb shit reason why. Because <sighs> it was mainly being, the research was being done by men who didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we want to look at these big cocks, but clitorises, who cares? Anyways, <laughs> like, it, it literally is one of those things where science wasn't getting done because it was men doing it. And, like, the science about gay animals was like, it was being done and the observations were being made, but they that like. it was being suppressed by either the scientists making it because the one that saw the gay rams was so horrified at the majesty of nature being sullied by these rams that were just fucking going to pound town on the mountain and then there's the other it was penguins there was penguins where a guy did an expedition to uh, antarctica Mm -hmm. and observed a bunch of penguins and like males would fuck and and brood eggs and stuff together and they like was so horrified that he wrote his notes in dutch so that any of his assistants couldn't come across it and be horrified. He was thinking of the children, and the children were his assistants that came to him to Antarctica. Oh and then, of course, there's the whole Tango Makes 3 where they had the gay penguins at the New York Zoo. Mm-hmm. That, like, the book was came out and people were like, How dare you tell us there are children of gay penguins existing? This is corrupting nature. Yeah, and it's one of the most banned books now in this current book band craze and it's like it's a children's book there's no even incidental nudity or anything They're like penguins. that there's no f- fucking two spade t- two page spread of them going down on each other or yeah that's, like that. we're gonna make those cloacas kiss it's just a fucking cute book about two dad penguins and their baby and like people freak the fuck out because they don't want to acknowledge that we you know, queer beings, whether animal or human, are just part of life and a natural part of the world. And well, I mean, there's not a moral judgment on that. We just are, but they've made it into this moral thing. fucking thing. Yeah, like we're protecting the like religious sensibilities of assholes. And like, I just remember it also too. At one point, like people pointed out, like, hey, why? you know, why are you so anti-gay when you, like, literally have gay lions fucking right over there? And they're like, oh, well, the lions are only gay because they saw humans doing it. Yeah, right. Humans taught lions how to fucking be gay. It's like, so what, what happened? That's what happened to Kovu and Simba. Right. Like, you know, they, they they saw humans doing it and were like, oh, we should give that a try. That's, that's how it works, right? Animals wouldn't know how to be gay until they saw humans... So, like, there's just gay George who goes around and just like, hey, oh, I haven't fucked in front of that animal yet. Here, hang on. Come here, buddy. And, like, the two guys go at it and, like, the Bonobo is like, oh, huh, that's a good idea. Mm. You know, the lions, cheetahs, leopards, birds, fish, crabs, you know, I, 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 maybe crabs, I don't know. But it's just, like, the idea that, oh, no, 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 you know, animals aren't gay. Humans taught them to do that. It's like, that doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, this was... Literally, the explanation that, like, the prime minister of one of the countries in Africa yeah. gave to a journalist who was like, There aren't, there, there is no homosexuality in our country. And they're like, Well, what about these gay ass lions? And he was, and, he, and that was actually his explanation yep. of like, they saw humans doing it. They thought, Oh, that's a great idea. And then it's like, okay, well, what about the exhibitionist lions? Because I saw a clip recently of like, you, it was like, you saved if you saved up for a lifetime journey and this happened, what would you do? And it was like two lions that had climbed on top of a caged observation jeep, 
and started fucking on top of the cage while people are underneath it going like <laughs> uh, just going ah you know uh, looking horrified I'm being sorry like, I'm thinking remember that episode of the Lower Decks where they get stuck in the tree log and the Mugatus are yes. fucking on top of it <laughs> I've seen everything <laughs> the Mugutos Mugatlas he's Mugatos <laughs> No, 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 he just likes to watch. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That That's certain... funny. I don't think I'd heard that about the lions. So they're like, we're going to give you a fucking up-close-and-personal experience of the oh. beauty of nature. It's like, isn't nature amazing? Oh, fuck, it got in my eye. <laughs> That's all I'm imagining, is just, yeah. just dripping. Speaking of lions, though, because mm-hmm. I want to I want to share this anecdote from yesterday. Okay. Did it, did I mention the lion earlier, the one stalking the fat child with bad vibes? Not on the show. Okay. No. I was like, did I talk about? Because I talked about it to you, yeah. But I didn't talk to, on the show, and I'm like, fuck, man, it all blends together. I'm tired. Yeah. So we're at the Fort Worth Zoo yesterday, and the Texas section has a very small enclosure with two mountain lions in it. Mm-hmm. They're both female because if they had males, like big cats. They'll just piss on you if you find you annoying. So females don't do that. That's why they have two females in the, in the enclosure, probably. Uh-huh. Or at least one of the reasons. Except I'm walking through and there's some kids around. But there's this one little boy who decided that he was going to be a loud little shithead. And for whatever reason, this activated this cat's prey drive. This cat got up from her spot in the shade and started pacing back and forth, staring daggers at this child. And... As I'm he moved, the other she, line because you're like, oh, uh, hey, where are you going? Like, I got something to take care of. Yeah, because the <laughs> other one, she, she was laying there and looking and watching the whole thing happen. I was like, huh, that's wild. <laughs> but the other one was walking like up and down, staring at this kid, like doing like kind of hunching down, trying to think, how am I going to get at this fat little boy? <laughs> and... As they noticed the fact that the lion was staring daggers at their child, the people that he was with started, you know, sitting along. And all around the length of the enclosure, this lion, like, crouched, stalked, staring at this child until they left. <laughs> and after they did so, she went and laid back and curled up in her spot. But it was just like, this little boy, his vibe sucked. And this lion decided that she wanted to eat him. Like, I have never seen that happen at the zoo, but I guess this kid sucked, and that lion was going to fix the problem. Wow. It's like, you 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 interrupted my nap, I'm going to eat you now, you know? Because mm-hmm. there was other kids. They were, they were not being loud, though. Yeah. I guess he just brought attention to himself and looked snack size. <laughs> but yeah, I just never saw that before, and I'm like, damn... That lion would kill that kid given half a chance. Mm-hmm. Not that yeah. they wouldn't, like, go after anybody, really, if they thought they had a good chance of eating you. But, like, this kid, man, she had his number. It was it was kind of like, ooh. I guess it just looked delicious. I guess. Anyways, so, lions, man, they're gay. And they'll eat you. <laughs> important, important facts to know. But they'll eat you gay, you know, with pinky out. Yeah. It was like, I say, this little boy was so full of blood. I did feel very old today. Mm. I saw somebody with a Homestar Runner Trogdor sticker on their car. Mm. And my thought was, they're going to need to call an Oscopy soon. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, fucking Homestar Runner is, I think, 20 years old almost. Probably. Yeah, if not more. I just felt really old when I was saw that Was it like today. really faded? Like they'd had it on there? Since... It was, it's a black and white stick figure drawing, so it really couldn't be oh, faded. Gotcha, okay. But I did see that on the car today as I was leaving Fort Worth and was like, oh my god, wow. <laughs> and I had to explain to my dad why I was like, oh man. Because, you know, you see all sorts of awful stickers on people's cars. Uh-huh. But it's just like, hey, look at that asshole over there. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh wow, that's a deep cut. It feels like a deep cut, because, like, Mm -hmm. Homestar Runner, when did that come out? Like, it was... Yeah, it's gotta be 20 years ago. It came out in... Oh, God. January 1st, 2000, to present. So, 23 years old. That's impressive. Jesus Christ, I'm ancient. (laughs) Uh, The strong, bad emails. I mean, but this this, is the website that was made in Flash. 
Yeah. yeah. And, like, it was a Flash website that only works nowadays because of, like, some workarounds mm-hmm. and emulators. Yeah. But, yeah, Trogdor, he burninated the countryside, burninated the peasants, and made me realize, holy shit, I'm old, and so is that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna reference this meme, and then the kids, asterisk, are like, the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm ancient. Yeah. Shoop de whoop, fellow kids. Yeah. That meme itself is probably ten years old at this point. Probably, if not older. Yeah. Pause for existential crisis. Yeah. So, in other news, <laughs> that's kind of fun. Mm. TSR. Ah, right. So, new TSR was a attempt to revive the brand TSR, which was a the, basically the wargaming company that made D&D and published that shit in the <coughs> 80s. Like, advanced D- second edition Dungeons & Dragons, right? Yeah. And they decided they were going to resurrect the title and be like, all right, we're going to publish our own version of uh, Star Frontiers with racism and extra racism. And Wizards of the Coast sued them into the dirt. Mm. They were an RPG company that were like, you know, know, they have anti-woke beer and anti-woke guns and anti-woke coffee? Question mark? (laughs) So in this case, they were going to do an anti-woke RPG. This, since this is a science fiction thing, uh, of course they had a wide variety. They had cyborgs and Moltar human clones and the greys and the greens and the reptilians and the negroes. Oh no. It's tall, thick body, dark skin, even purple, dark, brown eyed race with large strength, average intelligence, and all attributes are in the 10 plus range except intelligence, which is a maximum of nine. And everyone goes, What? Oh, and then the Nordics, the tall, blonde, blue-eyed race with exceptional tributes and everything 13+. plus. So, like, Yikes. this was in their, like, proposal document. Yeah. That we're... I think I remember when this hit the net, people were like, holy what shit. The fuck? Yeah. So they basically took the, like, most brain-toasted Ilamau aliens thing of like oh these are the these are the types of aliens in the world and the nordics and the greys and the draconians and yada 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 Mm -hmm. and like then we're gonna put black people and they're gonna be like the worst race in the game with enforced limited intelligence like whenever you have a score less than 10 in D, &D, you Mm -hmm. have a penalty so like basically this person they were saying that like the smartest a black a space negro could be is literally like negative one on all their roles regarding to intelligence yikes and then of course the white blue-eyed blonde aryan space aryans they're 13 plus they get at least a plus one to everything Mm -hmm. because they're just that much better and in the lawsuit they basically were like they called it a sub race with a average intelligence of maximum of nine while a norse race has a minimum of 13 and the game also describes latent issues with certain races like blacks having issues with sickle cell anemia and with family issues why is that even in a fucking RPG? It's like, why would you put a character... Like, oh yeah, my character has sickle cell anemia. Why, why would you include that as a flavor bit? If it, they like, they could penalize you. But like, the book also had this... Like, think about your race carefully as some races are more superior in power, etc. Some races have latent issues. Some are until blacks having issues with sickle cell anemia and with family issues. Remember, racism is bad. Don't do racial things like racism. Have fun with it. But remember, some races are just some superior in some ways. And they... Try to position themselves as an anti-woke RPG. Think about the people that you know that play RPGs. Think of the people that socialize. They have enough social intelligence to not decide that they're going to play a space racism game. Mm-hmm. Like, socially. Like, if you're going to go up to any of the game stores around here and you start displaying that behavior, you're going to be asked to leave. So, the f- other fun fact, though, is that the lawsuit against TSR has basically paused because they've declared bankruptcy because their income because their whole shtick of being an anti-woke RPG company mm-hmm. had net them around $621 Ouch. total fuck not 621,000 621,621,621 so turns out that the market is not very large if you're going to go anti-woke rpgs yeah it's just really weird, weird to like 
it's a really bad business decision to like pigeonhole yourself by like what you're not, you know, like that. Like, especially when what you're not is like we're not open and inclusive and open to new ideas. It's we don't just, want women playing this game. We yeah. don't want anybody who isn't a white nerd. It's like, well, that's really limiting your reach. You know, even you can get people to buy your queer one-page RPG off of Itch.io and make more money in a week than these guys probably made in a year. You know, yeah. it's literally shooting yourself in the foot because, like, these these are the people that get mad that Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro made changes so that, hey, it turns out that uh, all race that certain races in D&D are no longer universally evil. Mm-hmm. Like, Turns out that there are a lot of different subtypes of drow, and there could totally be some regular-ass normal orcs, and there can totally be some real shithead humans. And these lizardmen, maybe they want to eat your wife, maybe they just want to brew some beer. These kobolds, they could be the servants of dragons, or cock-hungry cock-sleeves. Which, you know, in the furry fandom, we know what they are. So, right, you know, that was a change that was made recently, and... Certain the worst people on the internet decided, no, we're going to go back to new TSR, and clearly they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, the anti-woke brigade doesn't really put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, it's like you need a larger population than the very worst people on Earth if you're going to have a successful business. Like, like these people think they're the majority, and that's the, that's been their whole shtick for like 50 years we're the silent majority you know and it turns out they're really not they're just a bitchy bigoted small group of assholes that think they're in charge and think oh everyone thinks like us but actually no you're you're just a a sad bigoted asshole and it's really hard to build a company based on that. You you intentionally cut yourself off. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, there's the Black Rifle Coffee Company. And they're like, we're doing anti-woke coffee and we're going to fight Starbucks. And there's like a few of them around. But like, you have people that give a shit and don't go there. I'm sorry. Wouldn't anti-woke coffee be a sedative? It'd be a decaf. It's <laughs> just like these people position themselves in this way and it's like, all right, well... One, anybody who goes there is sus. And two, mm-hmm. if you, you know, basically vice signal your way with that stuff, people are going to go, like, shy away from you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you wear certain things and people go, ooh, that guy. Yeah. You know, you, you slap an American flag on a Punisher skull anywhere near you and people go, oh, fuck, this guy. Eh. And they shy away from you because you're obviously a cunt. Yeah. This is what I uh, like. I saw some arguments pop up when uh, various cons have done the uh, banning showing up uh, dressed as a soldier or dressed as a cop or, you know, some sort of tactical gear and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just on not on that masculine scale or something, but I saw people talking about... But what about people that just think it's, like, cool and fun to dress like that? And I'm like, you have, like, all of fantasy. You know, you have all of fiction. Like, you can make your character anything. Why the fuck did you make your persona a cop? Yeah. You know, like, I just, I do not see the appeal. I don't see why you would want to show up to a furry con in a uniform. Like, now, I get uniform fetishes but my idea of a uniform fetish is more like femboy hooters and bending a twink over a table or something like that like i do not at all see the appeal even from a kink point of view of like wearing like a shitload of tactical gear and carrying around an airsoft rifle well i mean you can just like oh you know i remember back when that kind of hit near us people like oh they're gonna ban judy hopps cosplay and i'm like no there's a million ways you can cosplay judy hopps you just can't do this one Mm -hmm. you could do like slutty undercover cop like uh doxy does you could do farm Farm girl Girl. you could do slutty farm girl you could do uh no you really can't do what pochamu does 
with his uh, 3D models of Judy. Which is what? Basically, like, slutty revealing things, but it, like, in, like has it cover her tits and says police over the front. <laughs> and it has, like, this tiny little thong with, like, a star. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Don't do that. You can't actually do that at the con. You can do it in your own room. Yeah. Post photos online for OnlyFans. Hell yeah, but just not the con. <laughs> you know, there's a million ways that you can express your creativity and being a cop is just goofy. Like, if you're going to go for a uniform fetish, go for, like, fucking Starfleet uniforms. Get real fucking hot for the, the weird wool onesies that they had in TNG. You know, get into heated arguments over which uniform is best. You know, do you want the Titans uniform or do you want the Cerritos' uniforms? <laughs> you know, which era of uh, DS9 do you want? Do you want the gray turtlenecks or the black ones? Which sash is better on Worf? <laughs> which kind of ridges do you want on your Klingon as he comes in you and screams kapla <laughs> oh, that'd be great you know, that's, that's the type of uniform fetish that deserves respect but cops, eh, not so much Yeah, being Call of Duty mook number 7412 is less respectable than dressing up as like anything else really it just seems kind of lacking creativity and like i just don't conceive of how people think that that kind of thing is cool or interesting Well, like if you do a sci-fi thing like i'm gonna do you know john halo's armor or i'm gonna do uh the armor from mass effect or destiny like that at least it's like i'm a space soldier armor dude like that's cool that requires effort that doesn't require going down to the local army navy and buying a bunch of uh surplus, surplus stuff you yeah. know go down to omaha's get yourself an entrenching tool and a world war ii jacket you can you know dress up like a car- like a dude from 1942 you know and i'll go whack some nazis with my shovel oh so my captain jack harkness cosplay yeah pretty much is <laughs> world war ii era big well, I mean, you could be like, I'm Jack Harkness, I'm here to fuck, and not like, I am a soldier, and I'm here to fight the Jerry's. Yeah. And you have the random German furries that showed up at your con getting very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> be, be more creative, kids. Do better. Yeah. Get yourself into a little, like, phaser duel with Strange New Worlds versus Original Series versus DS9 versus Next Generation versus Voyager. <laughs> With a Tom Paris in the middle trying to protect his plate. <laughs> and by phaser duel, we mean being like a bunch of Bonobos sucking each other off in Starfleet uniform. Yep. You know, cooperation throughout the ages. That's right. Sucking dick. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Yeah. Or like infinite combinations. Aw, yeah. <laughs> That's so distressing. I just realized there's a hole in the butt of these pants. I was like, <laughs> it's like wait, there's a hole here. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, that's distressing. I've worn these all day. <laughs> it's because you're always fingering yourself. Yeah. Well, no, I was like stretching and it's like, wait a minute. There's like a hole here under this finger. Oh, no. Huh. Oh. That's probably just it snagged on something in the wash. Who knows? Yeah. They're cheap. Who cares? That just means I do need to get... I'm going to try to have some better, like, some bring some of my nicer clothes to the con. Mm-hmm. Like, so I have some pretty ratty old shit that I'm like, I'm not going to bring... Like, I got a Fort Worth Zoo shirt, and I've got a couple of shirts that I ordered off the line, off net, they're coming. I've got, like, this shirt, the Beer Nerd from Flying Saucer. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice UFO. I've got, I've got some furry shirts that I've not worn a lot that are in good shape that I'm going to bring. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's just like, yeah, you know, I've got to have the nicer, non-ratty-ass clothing. Yeah. Just so I, you know. Because i got to look good, because I'm going to get laid. No, I'm not. I'm 40. I'm going to go to bed before, like, the end of the... At 4, 10 o'clock. Well, I'm going to take a nap, and uh, I'll just be laying here. If you want to suck my cock, feel free. Yeah, don't mind me, whippersnapper. I'll just be here half erect. I think it might be time for a devil's nap, Fuzz. Yeah, it's, it's 5.40. We can call it here. We're past an hour on the raw. <laughs> I'll fix this up later. I'm going to go home and probably take a nap myself and then maybe edit this up tonight who knows anyways so this is this episode for this week might record something friday i don't know um because she was still out of town it's just fuzz and i and then the dog when he wanders it embarks 
Mm-hmm. Bark, bark. And so, you know, your best bet is you can find us in the podcast fan chat. Yeah. Um, fuck Twitter. You can find uh, books at forplanet.com. Buy some books. Baddogbooks.com for ebooks. Ah! We're uh, hardcore prepping for Anthrocon, and you'll see yep. some of us there. I've added four new titles to For Planet so far so that you can pre order. Nice. And um, we're paused on the shipping and order fulfillment for now due to Anthrocon prep. So, what four did you add? Chill them real quick. I added, yeah, okay. I added the four prose books. So, Fang Volume 11, Saul, Male Male Erotic Stories. The theme was fantasy for this one. Um, Commander Annie and Other Adventures by Mary Loud, which is has two novellas and several short stories that are like, that's rated G, Rated E for everyone, if you go by the video game scale. Okay. So it's like a YA book. It has a lovely cover by Tegan. Uh, the Price of Thorns by Tim Sussman. And that is a, a brick of a book. Yeah, do we have physical copies yet? We have not received them yet. Okay. No. But so I wanted to like hit myself with it to see how deadly it was. <laughs> the spine is a little over an inch thick. 580 but, pages, I think it is. 508. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was originally over 600, uh, but like once I got it in the layout program and stuff, I got it down to 508. Um, it's a fantasy fairy tale, um, It and it's really big. It has a lovely cover. Uh, main character is a Pine Martin, which I don't think we've had before. I don't so, know. I don't think yeah. so. Um, and the fourth one is The Dry Spell, which is the, um, it's got gay sex and straight sex. Um, but it's also, uh, it's Prohibition era. It's like an urban there's, fantasy book. It's an urban fantasy kind of book. There's like the undead, there's vampires, there's some transformation, there's magic. Sounds um, cool. It's got, it's so it's really, Prohibition era urban fantasy. Yes. With both straight and gay content. That's that's a good description, yeah. yeah. So those are the four I've added so far. Uh, but we also have... Uh, so we have eight other things, and the other eight things are all comics or um, art books, art collection books. Yeah, yeah, like there's a new Kadath art book, which is like landscape. Yes, yes, lying horizontal. So it's all nightshade, and it's uh, an eleven inches wide by eight and a half tall landscape orientation, uh, and it's all like little vignettes and uh, some pinups, um, all featuring nightshade. Okay, so that'll be really like unique format for us uh, that we haven't done like an art book of that size in that orientation before so that'd be kind of cool um there's also a new volume of ask Puzz and pals so issue four of that uh-huh. uh kaylee has a new art book a new volume of private studio with uh, some of her more recent works in it issue mm. eight of suburban jungle rough housing um, the the Suburban Jungle spinoff, yeah, by the Beach, uh, Projection Edge Volume Two, uh, which is by T.K. Dye, uh, who's mostly known for News Hounds. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is a comic, and let's see, oh, where am I now? So that's the four books, and it's like the two cats, the Kaylee Projection the, Edge. That one that I've got four more to go. Was that one that you had a mangled up copy that was new, the Sultan something? No, no, that's an old book. That's uh, Demacour's Silk Sash. Okay. And that's just, just a copy that got like bent up in shipping, so we pulled it yeah. aside. Um, not not one of ours, but we do have copies of Misha's new comic uh, that passing he put love. out. So Passing Love, Chapters 1 and 2. Um, it's, let's see, it was like 80 pages or it's something It's pretty like thick. That. It's pretty thick. It's quite a sizable nice cover. book. Uh, but it's 25 bucks, so it, it's all gay, but it's good shit. Nisha's comics are really good. This one has, like, a lot of story in it. And, like, his afterword in it, he kind of talks about that, how he was like, well, originally my idea was that the whole story would be told 96 pages. But now here we are at, like, 96 pages, and I'm only at the end of chapter two. Because once he got into it, he started adding more... Like like characterization, background, and, and stuff like that. Just the page count sort of ballooned up. Yeah. And comics are a lot of work. So, oh yeah. You know. 
and Meech does really good uh, layouts and stuff. I, I like their work a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, the, and as far as I know, he's working on a, a follow-up to Business Casual. That's cool. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't even know all what he's working on. I mean, I knew I'd seen Passing Love mentioned several times. Yeah. I, yeah. I just know that whatever Meech stuff we have on hand sells really well. Yeah. And because I have both uh, Liquid Courage and Business Casual. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably Restocked pick up uh, well. Passing Love because his shit's good. Yeah. So this has been your For Planet Shill Minute. Forplanet.com. Buy some books. Yes, um, please, please buy some books. There's so many. They're all over. Oh, God. Our they're house. everywhere. Please come and visit us at the end of row A. And we got a big ass in cap. We're, we're hard to miss. From the place where you get your free refills from the root beer place. Oh, convenient. Yeah, yeah, we're like right there. And Ajax has one of the... Please keep your sticky fingers away from our folks. Yeah, yeah. But like, it seems like it's a pretty nice location. Um, So I think you guys have got a lot of foot traffic. But we have like five tables on an end cap. So it should be, you know, a pretty big spot on the floor. Lots of books. Yeah, lots of books. All right, well, we will maybe talk to you before the Anthrocon, but we will see you there. So on that note, good night. And I need my nap. <laughs>